doing, Zach Cassidy? Adam Henry, Bobby Jones. Jeff Jarrett. Joe Siddle. TJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. You know what up, everybody? My name is Jake Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sports radio show and podcast, live on CJAM 99.1 FM every Thursday for the Wind City Sports radio show at 12.30 p.m. And you can hear replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You can hear every single episode of the Wind City Sports podcast, of course, wherever you're listening to it right now. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. We'll talk about that at the end of the show as we normally do, as well as how to access all of our social medias across the board. At WinCity underscore sports. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. But today is Thursday, September 5th, 2019, and it's episode 161 of WinCity Sports. Summer is starting to come to an end. I know it's still going to be a nice, nice September and probably October too with the late, uh, late summer that we've had here. But uh, it's getting back into the thick of things here in Wind City. And Wind City sports, as a lot of sports are starting to pick up. Our Lancers are back in action with our football and soccer teams. Basketball will be starting soon. And then before you know it, hockey will be uh, kicking things off in a few weeks. Um, speaking of which, we also have the Windsor Spitfires in preseason action right now. And much more to talk about uh, later on the show and on the radio show as well. But uh, we're going to get back into hockey again this week. And we're going to be talking to another former OHLer. Uh, he's from Chatham, Ontario, actually, not too far from Windsor here. And uh, did not play for our Windsor Spitfires, but he played for the Kingston Frontenacs. Uh, was drafted by the Florida Panthers and then went on to play pro all over the world. So we talk about traveling and much, much more in regards to the game of hockey with, we'll say, Windsor's own Chris Allen. Chris called me from the UK on WhatsApp, and we had a pretty stellar conversation. Um, again, one of those guys that moved away from Windsor and went on to success and you know, is Colin from from the UK of all places? You know, uh, we were able to talk to Screwy St. Louis, Todd St. Louis, not too long ago. Same sort of thing. Was OHLer and did play for Windsor Fitfires and was here from Windsor. Uh, and he's out in Texas now, so it's cool to be able to connect with people like like Screwy or Chris. But we're going to jump into that interview in just a minute here. But we have a returning segment on the podcast, and that is the Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week, brought to you by GoLancers.ca. Last, last week, sorry, Jacob Savoni and Carson Olette were our first highlighted athletes of the season due to their efforts in the Lancers' home opener. Uh, they're from the football team. Uh, keeping the trend going this week's athletes of the week are Griffin Fetton from the football team and women's soccer's Grace Mellick. Griffin, the first-year kicker, went 4-for-4 four four on field goals and 2-for-2 two two on extra points in the Lancers' contest against the Toronto Varsity Blues on Sunday. He hit a career-long 39 yards and has yet to miss his target this season, sitting at an impressive 100%. Meanwhile, freshman Grace Mellick uh, led the Lancers midfield all weekend, playing nearly every minute over two games. She was influential in setting up the tying goal on Sunday versus Brock and also acrobatically saved the header off the line right before halftime to keep the game tied. So congratulations to Grace and Griffin on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week this week. And without further ado, let's jump on over to that interview with Chris Allen. Here we go. All right, cool. So on the phone right now, our next guest was born in Chatham, Ontario. He played four seasons for the OHL with the Kingston Frontenacs. Uh, drafted 60th overall in the third round of the 96 NHL draft to the Florida Panthers, 
Went on to play a few games, but mostly played pro across North America and overseas for over 10 years, calling from the UK on WhatsApp. Welcome to the show, Chris Allen. Thanks very much. Yeah, I appreciate having me. Awesome, man. So born and raised in Chatham, I know um, you've been all around the world, but is that where your kind of journey started? Yeah, um, obviously born, actually born in Chatham, but uh, lived in Blenheim, so just down the road, yeah, as yeah. everyone knows. Um, so yeah, I grew up playing uh, just uh, up, up until midget hockey. I think I played peewee, skipped bantam, played uh, midget, and um, then I was fortunate to, to move on to Leamington to play with the Fires at the, the age of 15, and then moved on to the OHL. And were you drafted, or were, uh, how did that work with Kingston? I was yeah, I was drafted as an underage, um, sixth overall, and uh, ended up playing obviously in my underage year. So I started at the age of age of sixteen, and then I uh, played four seasons. So I could have potentially played a, a fifth season, mm-hmm. um, but uh, moved on to pro. Absolutely, and we're going to get into that because basically by the end of your OHL career, you're kind of bouncing all over the place a little bit. But do you remember kind of your first training camps with uh, with Kingston? Yeah, that no, was really good. Uh, coach was was Gary Agnew, um, as many of you you may know uh, him from uh, well, originally in, in London, coaching the Knights, and then moved on to the Frontenac. So he uh, he brought me into to Kingston. He he came um, to Blenheim actually to to recruit me um, before the draft, and and I thought uh, you know everything sounded very good uh, coming from Kingston. Um, wasn't sure exactly where I was going. I was rated in obviously the top top ten of the time, so could have kind of went anywhere in that mm-hmm. time frame. But uh, Kings was one of the teams that came along, and um, yeah, just a good good outfit in general. And he was uh, obviously a, a well known coach, and uh, went into camp, and you know, obviously it was, it was all new. Um, you know, being 16 years old and playing against men, I thought it was thought I was playing against men at 15, playing in, in junior B, but mm-hmm. it was the next level, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, just went in with with uh, you know mindset of taking everything in as much as I could and and learn as much as I could in the in the time that I was there and um, yeah it's a great experience some of the, the best hockey of of my career came from from Kingston and made a lot of friends and just really enjoyed uh, everything about the the opportunity to play in the OHL. Absolutely, man. I mentioned just that first year um, of junior, you got David Ling, Chad Kilger. Brett Lindros, uh, first place team in in, the, in your division there, but uh, not, not not a long run in the playoffs. What do you remember uh, looking back on that season? Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's kind of like when you you know nowadays you're watching teams get to get buys into the, the the OHL if you're hosting and things like that, and yeah. and potentially they're doing well or not doing well depending on how it goes. But it's uh, we got a buy and turned out to be. Uh, um, I think a, a backfire, so to speak, where we were going in the second round, and and obviously teams were just come out of the out of the gates, and then obviously won a big series, and and we just were flat footed and, and couldn't get things going. So I think that was a a bit of a downfall um, in that season. Um, and a few years later, we made it to the second round against London, actually, mm-hmm. and lost. Those were kind of the two teams that potentially could have, you know, done something. Um, I think that year we might have had. You know, Matt Cook and Jan Bullis and Matt Bradley, and we have quite a few really good players as well. Um, but unfortunately, didn't uh, didn't make it any further than the second round, I think, as well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but right when I looked up that that team, I was like, wow, what a for a junior team, it was stacked. And then the year after, uh, certainly a different group. 
But when you look back on the entire run, you touched upon it yourself. Good memories, but probably some great hockey you were playing too, actually, as you also did allude to. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, the, the hockey again. I know the the world in general is kind of um, getting better as a, as a whole in terms of players um, and just developing players. Um, but the OHL still, you know, one of the best uh, leagues in in the world, uh, bringing up junior players to the to the pro level. So um, I, I, you know, I know it'll continue to to grow and get better. But no, it was a, it was a great experience, and um, you know, I, I've. I've got a lot of friends still from there. I still keep in contact, so it's um, it's somewhere I've you know I've, I've always I've always enjoyed um, Kingston. I've always enjoyed the OHL. I'll, I'll still follow it to, uh, today, basically. Awesome, man. That's what it's all about, right? Kind of keeping those connections. Definitely. Yeah, so, definitely. So between uh, 1996 and the 97 season, that's where things start to get interesting. And the 97-98 season, at least to get interesting on paper for me, I want to dig into this a little bit. So you went from Kingston to the AHL's Carolina Monarchs. Then the following year called up for a game with the Panthers and then back to Kingston. So what's the story there? Did you Obviously you had a contract and were brought up, kind of sent around and used where they thought maybe you were uh, vital? Yeah, so basically, I would, obviously I was drafted in 1996, uh, part of the organization. Um, I hadn't signed a contract yet. But um, I was able to sign um, basically a two-month contract. I think it was at the time for the, the Carolina Monarchs. So I played the Kingston season, finished the, the season. Um, so they called me up. So we hadn't officially signed an NHL contract at that stage. But um, I was able to sign a, a pro contract still just for a, a two-month or six-week base or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so basically finished the season. Um, with them and, and went into the um, yeah the final nine games I think it was so that was a uh, again that was a fantastic experience um, being even younger than you know some of the some of the well obviously I was the youngest guy at the time um, on the team but just going in playing with guys you know top of my head I think Kevin Weeks I stayed with him in the hotel for the traveling uh, traveling to the games and things like that so mm-hmm. Kevin Weeks was. You know, really great guy, great goaltender, played a long time in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, just everyone kind of took me under the wing, and it was just a great experience. Um, played those nine games, and then again the following season, um, played Kingston, then was called up to, I think, the last three games um, of the NHL season. Um, actually dressed for warm-up against Philadelphia. Um, so that was the big Eric Lindros line, the, the big unit there. Uh, but unfortunately, didn't uh, just dress warm up and didn't play the game, and then I ended up playing the the, the last game of the season. So, okay. um, but again, it was you know, first game, first NHL game was was just a, an eye opener as well. Um, just a fantastic uh, experience and something I'll, I'll never forget. You remember just kind of looking around, being on the ice, like wow, I'm here. Or... It, it it was it was it was pretty surreal to be honest with you. Uh, just jumping on the ice. Uh, again, you, you have to do it. You go out, no, no, no bucket for warm up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you just have to. You have to do it as much as you know safety side of things. You're thinking, oh, should I should. But oh well, I'm here. Let's let's do it. So that was uh, again just just a, a great experience and and um, yeah, just just an awe. You know, you're going against guys that you've you've watched on TV and um, as much as I, I I played quite a few exhibition games, but. And those aren't the same mm-hmm. as as the actual game. So it um, now it was, it was uh, yeah, it gives me goosebumps just talking about it. To be honest, but yeah, it's just um, yeah, just the experience and everything about it. Um, 
again i'll remember for forever right? oh yeah no matter what it's an experience that not everybody gets to experience right so i'm sure that it's something you cherish so it is yeah. you know again just family family you know everyone that you know i've played hockey with whether it's road hockey whether it's hockey again i think me playing in that you know i played a couple of games but just that first game it was it was that special that i think even just being there and, and giving everyone the experience and friends and family yeah. are kind of on the ice with me and um yeah it's just a, a an emotional time and i think it, it's you know i've got family that we still talk about it now so it was uh you know, it was it was definitely a special day. Oh, absolutely! How can you forget, right? Do you remember getting the call that's saying you're going to play tonight, or being told whatever? Yeah, happened? definitely. It was again. It was it was disappointing to to lose. You know, um, obviously in the in the playoffs, but again, you get that call. And I was actually back home. I I, um, I got the call, and I end up. Uh, I think Scott Mailing comes to mind in terms of. Uh, I think he was still at the rink. Um, so I gave uh, well, my dad obviously he's good friends with with a lot of the people obviously in, in Blenheim. So he um, he gave a, a Scott Mailing call and said uh, Chris has obviously been called up. He's got to leave in I think a couple of days or something, potentially even less. And said, can he jump on the ice? So I ended up I think going down at six thirty in the morning or something before everything started <laughs> for the day, just to kind of jump on the ice because I'd been off for about four or five days, just to get a a, a quick skate in before <laughs> I. I got there. Get so, the legs uh, going. So yeah, I just went on. Yeah, so it was. Uh, no, it was really, really good. But um, no, like I said, great, great experience and something I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. So your time, but your time with the Panthers, uh, again, no matter what, how long it is, the experience is the experience. Um, it was in two different seasons. So what do you remember about like everything from on the ice to off the ice, like the guys in the dressing room and. Uh, just I guess even the difference between the OHL and the NHL with like you know maybe the trainers and the amenities that you guys had and stuff like that yeah just everything again just next next level um, it, it's it's a, it's an experience that uh, again you, you hope that every hockey player can have to be honest with you um, just simple things is is you know every stick you, you need is there yeah. everything in terms of you know, food, drinks, whatever you need, it's it, you're taken care of. Um, but just in terms of the trainers, that they'll, they'll do everything and anything for you. Um, you know, even even as simple as carrying your hockey bag. Not that you don't want to do it, but it's just strange that you know you're not doing that anymore, type yeah. thing. Um, but now it's just uh, just <clears throat> top notch. Um, just the way you treat it is is uh, is is the best that you know you, you could be. There's nothing more that you need or want and they almost go above and beyond them than what they need to do but uh, they'll do it for you if need be um, but now the guys again being a rookie going in they're, they're always going to take into the wing um, you know it's, it's, um, I was fortunate enough obviously being from Chatham Dave Garney I played with him in Florida um, ended up staying at his house um, in, in his pool house actually nice. <laughs> and his, his wife and family were, were very very nice to me um, and the crazy thing at that time, I think Sam Garnier was only about ten years old or something like that, and his two sisters were, I think, slightly younger. So, um, awesome. yeah, it's just strange to think about where yeah. you know where 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 he is now as well, which is doing very well and um, played many years in the NHL. But even at that time, it was uh, just an experience of, of just that in itself. Where I'd always looked up to Dave and obviously guys like Todd Warner and Lee Giffen even. Um, so there's a lot of older guys that uh, I looked up to, but being able to play with Dave was was uh, obviously something special as well. And he was 
you know, he was nice enough to take me under his wing when I was there and, and help me in any way he could. Just taking it all in, eh? Definitely, yeah. It was, uh, like you said, it's 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 a process that, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to play pro a long time, mm-hmm. but I took bits and pieces from the experience in the NHL and tried to, to bring that uh, along the way. And obviously, you know, a lot of the stuff you, you couldn't do because certain teams didn't have the budgets and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was, uh, yeah, it was still a, a great experience and something... Uh, something i wish upon any player um even if it is for for five minutes uh you know a week a day whatever it is it's um it's definitely uh, something special i'd want to every player to experience really if possible absolutely man and if i'm not mistaken you like most players you know you battled injuries throughout your career and i believe this is when it kind of started for you yeah it's a i wasn't you know it had a really good um, well obviously the OHL career ended very well um, with with a few records um, and first year pro was in New Haven the AHL went really well um, and second year start of the season and then uh, I think about 11, 12, 15 games whatever it was going into the season ended up getting an injury um, basically battled kind of two, three surgeries over the course of a year and a half um, and then really struggled to to really get back to that stage and, and you know it was just the at that time it was you know whether I was fit enough in terms of injury wise who wants to sign if you're gonna you know be okay and so on and so forth so yeah. It, um, yeah I ended up obviously I think signing the AHL the Springfield at one stage and then kind of went to the UHL I think for a short time yep. and then uh, kind of got into the ACHL and played a few years there and then I think 2004 was the NHL lockout so I went over to Europe at the same time as everyone else really and thought well the, the hockey's going to be even better than the norm over there because a lot of the players are going that way so I went along went to Finland and then kind of started on from there really yeah that's actually where I was going to go from uh, from here because even talking um, about your time with the Panthers and then shortly after that and you know battling injuries that's still like the very very beginning of your uh, pro career actually yeah. So, as you mentioned, the AHL, ECHL, and uh, UCHL. Um, and then, I guess the decision was made to go overseas, like you had mentioned, because everyone else was, but you liked it so much you ended up staying? Or? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, again, it was just it was just a different world. Again, you, you know, being Canadian and playing in the U.S. and Canada, you know, it feels quite similar, as as, uh, as most people would probably agree. Um, but to be able to go to Europe, it was, again, it was just a different world been in Finland for a couple of years um, really enjoy my time there and again the hockey is very good um, it, it's like I said from that point 2004 to now again the Finnish hockey the Norwegians every you know all the Scandinavian countries just everyone as a whole is it's is just gone leaps and bounds in terms of kind of catch up to Canada in terms of the, the highest level anyways um, but no I really enjoyed it so I thought um, I'll, I'll kind of bounce around as as, as much as I, I, I can, really, instead of kind of sticking to a, a two, three, four-year contract, I thought, well, I'll try to play in as many countries as I can, mm-hmm. just get the experience and, and uh, kind of enjoy the sightseeing along with playing hockey, really. So, um, so yeah, that's what I did. That's cool, because from here you went, so it was Finland, Austria, Denmark, and then England, and that's where you are now. So I'm assuming that was your favorite place, or what? Well, actually, yeah, I, yeah. So I was in Finland a couple of years. I went to Norway for a season. Uh, Denmark, Austria, Hungary. So the the Austrian Hungarian league was the same 
same league basically. Well, so same team, but we played in we played in the um, played in the Hungar- Hungarian league first. If we lost in that league, we could play in the sorry, the Austrian league was first, <laughs> and <laughs> then if we lost in that league, basically we we didn't make the um, didn't make the playoffs in the Austrian league, so we end up automatically going to the Hungarian playoffs, which is strange to, to even think that, but that's basically what happened. Um, and we end up winning the, the Hungarian championship. Um, and then went to Asia, uh, played the Asian league, um, lived in Korea, played in Japan, China, which again was a, a, a great experience. Really enjoyed that. So you really got to see around the world then. I did. Yeah. Um, again, Norway, I think in terms of favorite country, um, just as a whole, in terms of hockey and, and sightseeing, probably Norway was my favorite. Yeah. Um, but in terms of hockey, I think Finland probably was the best country I played in, in terms of hockey wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, fantastic experience in, yeah. in all the countries. Um, UK was going to be my just a kind of six, eight month stop and then continue to move on. But um, ended up uh, meeting my wife and stayed here and I've been here 10 years now. That's fantastic, man. Man, like traveling is, is awesome and, and to be able to play hockey <laughs> and getting paid a little bit of money to do it is awesome too. And you mentioned uh, playing in that China League and winning a championship there. It doesn't matter where or what it is, winning a championship is, is what you want, right? So I'm sure that was a great experience for you too. Yeah, and so like I said, in terms of we we were fortunate to, um, even in, in in Finland. So the first year that the lockout happened, we were in the finals um, against uh, Sammy Kapanen, owned the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a key or He was obviously a defensive Philadelphia Flyers. Can't say his name properly, but that's uh, <laughs> he was on the team as well. Uh, Adam Hall. Um, so there's again some really good players that uh, were NHL guys that were playing in the in the Finnish league, uh, but again lost in the finals. Then second year lost in the finals. Had a really good team in Norway, but yeah, every team again it, it was it, you know we were competitive and lots of good players. Um, you probably know Matt uh, Matt Zuccarello. Oh yeah, he was my team teammate in in Norway. Um, he was probably one of the best at that time. He was only about 18, 19 years old. Um, probably one of the best players I've played with outside the NHL wow. um, at that time um, and I even tried to get in contact with uh, um, Kingston just to see if they had a, a, an import spot because I was trying to, to get him to uh, to maybe go and take a chance on the OHL oh. but obviously the route he's gone is, is even better anyway so he ended up going to Sweden I think and um, winning the scoring championship there I got noticed obviously by uh, um, the Rangers and then kind of gone on from there but um, yeah, yeah no, he, was, he was the, yeah it's, it's probably worked out better now anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah um, but no lots of good players on, on you know over the course of my career I've played with uh, you know quite a few really good guys and, and uh, you know the, the, the memories of, of playing with them and uh, you just take along with you now and we still keep in contact with a lot of guys it's, um, yeah again team sports are are fantastic, uh, you know, lots of lots of good memories, and um, yeah, you do miss those, but um, yeah, you can you can keep in contact with them as of as of today still, which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, fun is a big part of it, you know. 
And you got, like you said, you played out in Finland, known for their skill. Played everywhere, and you actually came back to uh, America. Went to the ECHL for a few years, I think, in 2010, before going back to England. Uh, did you maybe you met your girlfriend at the time and wanted to go back, or what was the uh, situation there? No, we we end, well basically we I, I wanted to to try to kind of get back in 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 North America because I thought well I kind of you know I had some really good seasons kind of going up to that point, so I thought well let's give it a try to go back. But to be honest with you, the hockey was so different when I got back there. I thought man this isn't anything that I thought mm-hmm. of. you know it's just again being on the road being three night three games and three nights and just the bus rides and it was again it was it was quite grueling and not that I couldn't do it it was just you were just so used to playing you know one two games a week if that and it was just a different experience and the travels so much lighter here your your maximum trips probably you know three four hours if that so it's a uh, Again, just different, um, different hockey altogether. Again, but um, yeah, happy I'd gone back. Still enjoyed it. Again, it's it's just the atmosphere um, there was again different atmospheres here in terms of England. Anyway, some of the teams have some big crowds, but overall, it's not nearly as much as still back in North America. Yeah. Um, but obviously, crowds in Finland, Norway, all these places they're they're quite big. Not everywhere, but. Uh, majority of the places do have some pretty good fan base mm-hmm. um, but no it was still a great experience to go back I enjoyed enjoyed going back um, but it, it was nice to be back in in, uh, in Europe uh, to play I played in Italy just for the playoffs um, a team ended up um, wanting me for the, the, the playoff run so I went back and uh, unfortunately didn't, didn't, we didn't do as well as we'd hoped I think I played six games and lost in game six so we never went any further than that. But so again, that was a great experience. Italy was great. Oh, yeah. um, beautiful country. And um, So again, I, I've, I've been fortunate to play on quite a few different teams in different countries. Um, and if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't change anything. Obviously, if you know, if I could have played longer in the NHL, I, I would have loved to do that. But uh, no, it's, it's brought me all over the world. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fantastic run, really. That's awesome, man. And, that, and that's a part of the reason why a lot of people get to do it long term out there too, is the schedule, right? It is, yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot different. Um, again, depending on what country you're in, but um, on the whole, you're probably not going to play much more than forty-eight to fifty-two games, something like that. So again, it's going to be a lot less than than norm back home, um, and even I think even was it Asia was. I think only 36 games or something like that so it's not many teams so um, so yeah you do have obviously shortened seasons um, playoffs depending on what country you're in but are a lot different as well so even in the UK you've, you've just got a I think a couple games where you, you play against each other um, and it's whoever has the most goals moves on to the final four weekend and, and that's it really so you're probably going to play no more than five games and, and that's your playoffs over basically <laughs> so it's a lot different than the then back home where you're potentially going to play, you know, 24 to 28 games or something in the mm-hmm. playoffs, which is, uh, you know, quite tough after an 82-game season. Definitely, definitely. So you ended up wrapping it up with the uh, Peterborough Panthers, a team that you played for, maybe were traded away. I'm not sure what happened, but ended up coming back to. Is it a place that you wanted to wrap it up in, or what's the story there? Did you? What's even the decision to, to retire like, you know? Yeah, so basically, I, I was player coach for the last few years. So I was player coach in um, in Peterborough for the the Phantoms. Um, 
and then uh, ended up playing actually with Solly Hall, which is where I live. Um, I was player assistant coach there, um, and then ended up to be went to Nottingham to play with the Panthers, and, and literally it was it was about an hour or so away. Um, <clears throat> so long story short, I ended up um, just retiring just due to just the travel, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was working at the time as well. So in terms of it was time to to get a real job, <laughs> so uh, so I ended up um, obviously uh, just just obviously retiring just due to due to travel um, and uh, getting a full time job basically. Gotta do what you gotta do, right? So <laughs> what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, so I've I've been uh, I've been selling cars actually with <laughs> um, with Vauxhall for uh, almost nine years now. So I think uh, I think Vauxhall's supposed to be similar to potentially Buick or Saturn but when I went home it's totally different so but it's supposed to be something through GM I used to sell Chevrolets as well here uh, but Chevrolet uh, is no longer sold here in the UK anymore I got you man um, so to kind of wrap it up you know a guy from Blenheim Ontario uh, made it all the way out to the UK uh, to wrap it up that being said what how long did it take to develop that accent <laughs> See, I, I, I didn't know I had an accent. I've been home a few times, and people say I do, so I, I really don't know. At work, actually, people people think I'm Irish. People think I'm from from Australia. So, um, so I thought I still had the Canadian accent, but um, <laughs> I, I guess I've uh, I've got a bit of the twang. But I've been here ten years now, so it must be yeah. uh, must be wearing on me somehow. Yeah, they've gotten to you for sure. I wasn't expecting that, so <laughs> you got to bring that stuff up. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. Five uh, five hour difference, and God knows how many miles, kilometers away. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Hey, I appreciate having me on. If uh, yeah, if anything else in the future, obviously, uh, give me a call, and I'll, I'll happily uh, chat about anything. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Demore here, back on the podcast. Thank you to Chris Allen again for taking the time, calling from a five hour uh, time difference there in the UK talk on whatsapp it's crazy how these things can come to be and uh how you can do them nowadays you know uh thanks again for reaching out to me and it was a pleasure to have him on some great stories there and um quite the experience you know to be able to travel the world and get uh, paid to play hockey pretty awesome Uh, but we have a little bit of sports news to wrap up the podcast we were talking at the beginning of the show a lot of things are getting back in to swing including our windsor lancers who unfortunately it was a winless weekend for the Lancers, although the soccer team did pick up a few points in some tie games. Uh, another big weekend for the Lancers football and soccer teams will be coming up as the Waterloo Warriors will be in town Saturday at Alumni Field for a 1 p.m. game against the men's football team. Uh, both men's and women's teams will have games on Saturday and Sunday at Alumni Field against the Algoma Thunderbirds, so a busy weekend over at uh at the alumni field with a 1 p.m. football game, two soccer games on Saturday, and then two more soccer games on Sunday. Go to goldlancers.ca for more information. The AKO Fratman football team picked up another huge 70-0 win over the Niagara Regional Raiders on Saturday in Windsor. The Fratmen are undefeated after two games and have yet to be scored on this season. Uh, They're in London on Saturday, but will have a home game next weekend. The Windsor Spitfires roster is set, although a lot of top players will be attending NHL team camps in the near uh, future. Uh, the Spits started the regular season play with a 6-4 win over Niagara on Saturday. 
Their next game is Wednesday the 11th at the WSU Center versus Flint. But it looks like that's it this week on the Win City Sports Podcast. Check out the Win City Sports Radio Show Thursday at 12.30 on CJAM 99.1 FM for more news and upcoming events in Windsor. You're here every Thursday on the podcast, drops every morning or every Thursday morning on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and any platform podcasts are found on. Just ser- search up Win City Sports and you should easily be able to find us. Win City is all one word. We're also part of the brand new Border City Podcast Network. And you can access all of our social medias across the board at WinCity underscore sports. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. You can also follow me, Drake Damore, on Twitter and Instagram at Drake Damore. We'll be back here with a brand new podcast and radio show next Thursday. So until then, smell you later.